and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the latest episode of Last Minute Kickout, and here's your host, Pete Nevercone! Hi. How you doing? Uh, was that the intro? No. I just, cool. Brilliant. That was, that, was, that, that was the sum of my energy reserve, so. Fair enough. Enjoy. Ladies. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Last Minute Kickout. I am Pete Titans Creed Nethico, as always, joined by my cohorts in crime, the one, the only, Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva. Eva? Oh, it's me. Yeah, it is you. You're there. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I think I'm on yet another different part of the screen. Uh, this call keeps moving us about last few shows. And, and speaking of different parts of the screen, he's got a different house altogether. It's Mr. John Turbo Finley. Yeah, I never thought that uh, Money in the Bank contract would actually pay for all this. Uh, <laughs> well, like, he cashed in, he cashed in big. Around. He cashed in the contract instead of taking back his title belt from Kev, he got a new house altogether. Sounds like a good, yeah, good right. one up. It's like a perfect upgrade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed, and we are here talking about the latest WWE pay-per-view, uh, SummerSlam 2018. Partly first. Yes, part the first, because as usual from one of the big four, it is a large bastard of a show. Uh, I think it, it totaled in at about six hours, including the pre-show. I think it was about, yeah. 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 Something like that. It was good. Uh, it was long. But yes, thank you very much for if you're watching us on the Last Minute Continue YouTube channel, or if you're listening to us on the iTunes podcast link thing. It exists. Kev handles it. We we come here record. Kev deals with everything. It's good. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. And we love him for it. We do. He's a king among men. Um, yes, uh, we will start with the pre-show. I think Mr. Kevin has missed most of this, so I think this will be mostly me and John. Uh, I kind of skipped it as well. <laughs> I will be just me talking about the pre-show. In that case, we'll skip over it pretty fast. Rusev and Lana versus uh, Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega in a uh, mixed tag match. Decent match. Um, Almas won for some bizarre reason. For fucking, I don't know. It was weird. Mm. It was, I don't know. He won via creative has something for him. Um well i don't know creative's creative's working on the the, the rusev line angle more so i don't know why that, that's well, they will they will have pushed um, so well we you know we went from rusev going for the wwe championship to pre-show so i mean here's malarkey. the thing here's the thing almas is almas has uh the caliber to go straight to main event on smackdown and i think he and that's could. true I think he could feud very well uh, at the top tier of things and not mid-card it. But I think they're trying to gauge fan reaction right now to see mm -hmm. how he does. As far as I'm aware, he wasn't super over in NXT, but that would be something you'd know more than I would, guys. Um, oh, yeah. It was a good um, match. Yeah, the most it's just um, a, it, you just said they're a crowd reaction. It's like, it would, it would help if the... If, the majority of the crowd was there to actually actually give a reaction because during that match it was quite uh you know dead 
Um, I mean, for a two-hour pre-show, the point is to put something on in the ring uh, so that people have something to watch instead of sitting there for two hours with nothing. So, but, yeah, they're, they're obviously trying to push Almas for that while, you know, Rusev will forever be over right now. I don't think anything could go wrong, really, for Rusev. Uh, it was just Lana and Vega are just not the most entertaining people to watch wrestle at the moment. Now they're uh, still they're still a bit green. So. Yeah. It's a bit shit. Um I'm going to skip completely over the Cruiserweight title match uh quite frankly because it was boring to watch. Mm. Um I mean the, it's definitely come a long way in terms of the actual match from where we were with Cruiserweights where it was just you know they'll turn up and they're done. I I really don't watch nearly enough 205 Live and I heard the products got a lot better so I do not know I just want Rockstar Spud to wrestle or Drake Maverick as he is now I just want him to wrestle yeah. uh, it's, not, it's lovely they've given him this this you know relatively big role on the, as the GM but I much prefer him as a wrestler <laughs> so you ever are you actually... from sorry John go ahead no, I was going to ask. Uh, did he ever retire from in-ring action? No, from... they just they they hired him, and it was one of these ones where somebody up top liked his probably his presentation outside of the ring more than his presentation inside the ring, and so and so he's got that way. So he's got he's got to the big leagues, and he's no longer a wrestler. Um, and I don't get that, but anyway, it's is is Alexander still champ? Yeah. Yes, he is. Okay. So, event- so eventually he'll leave and there'll be a contract dispute or he'll be fired or whatever happens to Cruiserweight Champions. Um, and then we'll move on to the next one. Um, yeah, ve- yeah, yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting Vegas. Who's, to who is fight. next? Yeah. Who is next? Next was the B team defending their tag team championships against the Revival. I... I said it before, I don't like the B-Team's new tag um, <clears throat> song, but it seems to be getting over with the crowd. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those kind of like catchy, kind of like repeat this agnosium and... It just reminds me too much of the Spirit Squad, and that yeah. was horrible. A few people have said that it's a little bit too spirit squaddy but again i think that but might unlike, be what they're going unlike for unlike the spirit squad it doesn't have catchy lyrics wait so which one of the two of them is going to become dolph ziggler <laughs> uh i'm going to say hopefully both. hopefully it's going both? to go dallas <laughs> no i said no Bo. oh Bo. Oh, i yeah. thought you said both that was i thought that was gonna be fantastic it's gonna be Bo on top of axel's shoulders the big trench coat bleach blonde i mean <laughs> gonna be I, I, think, I think the only way uh curtis axel is gonna be put in, into any sort of main event picture is if he jinder mahal's it is what i think will happen well, go away for two years. Go away, yeah. Go jacked. away, come back and be a monster. And I, th- I think well, it's, well, it's the same. Same for Drew McIntyre as well. He went away for a couple of years, came back as a monster, and then oh, yeah, you know, he's currently Drew with the, is so over. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, people just want to Which, see Drew beat the crap out of people. That's exactly yeah. what we should shall, do. Shall we get to, uh, to yes. the main card? Let's just throw yeah. the pre-show because, away. Because uh, yeah, B team still tag champs. Who cares? Woo. 
Okay, so we actually opened with uh, a really high caliber match, having mm. main evented the last uh, pay per view. They now go to opening the next one with Dolph, Zib- Dolph Ziggler, uh, accompanied by Mr. Drew McIntyre, defending the championship uh, against Seth Rollins, accompanied by Mr. Ambrose. A returning Mr. Ambrose. A returning. And oh my god, he has worked out quite a lot. I'm in his, sur- his downtime. Um, it, it's interesting for someone returning of his caliber to be just an accompaniment in the match rather than having a match himself to win. It's it's an odd play. Um, now, obviously, for anybody who's watched the Raw after SummerSlam, we know why they've done it this way. Um, mm-hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion that Ambrose isn't fully healed and they wanted to bring him back specifically for the storyline. It wouldn't surprise, considering he was supposed to be out for even longer. Because hmm. uh, he was delayed. Well, he was, he was going to come back, but it was delayed, and now he's come back irrespective of the delay. So that might. Yeah, I think, I think his uh, healing time was about like between six to eight months. And he got injured at the start of the year, essentially. So... Yeah, but then they said, then it was all said about how actually it did a big setback and like it re injured himself or something, or it did done yeah, damage to the surgery. Like or... It's um, it was bizarre. It was it was a really good match. Oh um, yeah. I didn't don't get. Think, don't... I didn't think it was all of the. Uh, I didn't think it was of the quality that we'd seen previously uh, at the at the previous pay-per-view, uh, which was a gigantic shame because I was really looking forward to another caliber match. It was still better uh, than most show openings that they've had recently, so that was interesting I mean, at the very least. I mean, come on. You got, you, you got to give it to Seth for trying to innovate the suplex Falcon Arrow uh, the, combination the by inver- doing an inverted yeah, version. Inverted suplex in rolling through into inverted falcon arrow mm-hmm. it was just amazing everyone went nuts yeah so you know you, he, he's trying his best to you know and uh, shake it up a little bit and uh, you know you can't expect and expect them to um you know have the same kind of like caliber of match you know night in and night out mm. or month in and month out but um... the problem the problem is is that because they've been f- wrestling, I believe on Raw, it throws off a lot of the things. If they're going to do it, then they should just be brawling, and then leaving the big caliber matches for the big shows. This is what it is, and then it'll be like <sighs> I don't know. It's I think it's just the way that they're doing the presentation of this overall. It just I don't think it just works properly for what it for what they've aimed to do, and for them both being at ringside they really didn't get involved in the match and like tussle or anything until the very end which seemed a little bit off as well but i I liked that because it was one of those times where it was the the image the frets was there throughout and it was only when you'd forgotten about the fret because the the the, initially the focus was on them with rollins of uh, dipping out um, you know um, um, dipping out through the ropes and sort of breaking the uh breaking the ring and but he sort of did so where Drew was, and then he then Rollins was like, like huh? because Drew was standing there, and then Rollins and then um, uh, Ambrose came over and got in Drew's face, and Drew was like, what? He was just like, I just stood here. 
Ambrose comes all the way around the ring. Like, are you interfering? And he's just like, I'm standing where I was standing from the beginning. I did like the the point where McIntyre took off the jacket and went, you know, do something. Yeah, I was just like, come on then. What are you going to do? Done like a proper Scotsman would be like, you want to start... It will start something. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 threat of the both of them outside the ring was 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 very good, and it was it was treated. Actually, there was a weird thing at the at, during the opening actually, um, which I didn't think made much sense at all. Well, first of all, apparently absence makes the heart grow fonder. Where Ambrose is concerned, because I swear he's got a bigger pop than he ever has had. Oh, yeah. he's not done anything. Apart from, apart from, apart from, come back and being slightly more muscular, that's all he's done, and he's come out with a scowl on his, a bigger scowl on his face than usual. Um, but the weird thing was that when the, when it came for for Ziggler to come out, Ziggler came out first with his stuff. Then Drew came out. Then they both went to the ring under Drew's music. Did all the ring pose up under Drew's music? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, who, who's the Intercontinental Champion here exactly? I, I, I mean, think it's... it's. I think it's more to do with the fact with how Ziggler's music works, rather than anything else. I think that's why they did it in that fashion. Mm. Because they they didn't they don't want to make like. I think the idea is that they don't want Ziggler Ziggler's music to be cutting off McIntyre mm. while they want McIntyre to be the guy that's yeah that, that's 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 quite that is a very good point but unfortunately the the app shot was that ladies and gentlemen your star of the evening Drew McIntyre is, is here I'm all for that mm. um yeah there was some there was some good stuff um, there was some awkward stuff oh if you ever want to do guys wrestlers if you ever want to do a rest hold great example was like the bridging headlock that was on at one point yeah which was like okay this is clearly doing damage but actually they're just bridging the rest hole <laughs> and it looked like it, it was a rest hole, but it looked meaningful and stuff was going on that, that, so that was good um yeah there was all sorts um if you're using the vr as well uh, when it comes out, the next VR stuff, you'll enjoy this match because at one point, uh, all you'll have is a big view of Seth Rollins' ass. Because there was this, this big sequence on top of on on top of the top rope on the corner, uh, and it was just the post where the next VR camera was. So it, Rollins literally had his ass in the camera for about for about thirty seconds to a minute. So enjoy that. Immersive, straight up his asshole. Go on. Uh, it, the I call that the Yokozuna spot, <laughs> or the Rikishi spot, depending yeah, on your fa- favorite generation. It's uh, but yeah, there's some good stuff. Uh, Rollins did a. Um, it was a. Uh, Rollins got elevated over the top rope. I think after just you know you just. Uh, just sprinted towards Ziggler. Ziggler sort of lifted him over the top and ended up going face first into the barrier mm. at one point. That was a bit awkward. Um, 
and uh, apparently a sling blade is now just a a twisting push in the in the chest. That's what the thing blade is now. Again, just Seth, <laughs> yeah. leave it to the professionals. Sling, it, it, it really was. It was just he ran up to Ziggler and just sort of went. He just sort of went, pushed him in the chest, and then spun away. <laughs> it's like sling blade. Shite. <laughs> it's what it was. Yeah. Shite stick, more like. Uh, uh, any any good no. moments for you, John? Uh, no, I mean, uh, other than the inverted uh, spot uh, that I mentioned earlier, uh, the kind of like when things heated up for the finish and whatnot with, uh, between uh, Do uh, Dolph and uh, Seth and uh, then Drew and uh, Dean at the outside. Uh, yeah, was, I, I overall, overall, I did actually enjoy the match, and it was nice to have uh, Seth uh, win the title uh, back from Ziggler, whatnot. Mm. The you know, and it was just one. It was raising the question: Well, he's got the title again. What's got, this guy happen now? What's that's this guy lead to? And of course, we would find out later on um, on Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Anything else from you, Pete? I well, I just enjoyed the match in general. Um, I was mostly fucking tired at the point where it was coming on already, so <laughs> um, kind of just watching it in a daze. I'll be honest with you, but it was it was enjoyable to watch and it's amazing to open with. Um, yeah, I was definitely one of the best openers for a SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, so much so that a certain uh, YouTube channel uh, rated it quite highly in their latest top ten. Did they really? Yeah. I wonder what that is. Um, people, people still is it do us? Top tens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all that they do now. That and diss tracks. That's all YouTube is now. Oh. Top tens and diss tracks. Oh, can we just go back to, I think I mentioned this before, how Seth Rollins is really dumb. What? You mean the fact that he was repping the Infinity Gauntlet and didn't just wipe? Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's what that's what that's what everyone was waiting for him just to snap his fingers and for for Drew to just dissolve this guy. I'm not feeling well, and then just wait, <laughs> wait. Mm -hmm. But but it's like it's like oh, I've hurt my knee because we always work on the knee now because he's hurt yeah. his mm -hmm. So naturally, if you've got your knee all screwed up, what you're gonna do? Reuse the ripcord knee using that knee and lo and behold he hurt himself more well there's a shock well done one. genius all those one. moves in your repertoire <laughs> i want i want Wait, which knee is this this again is it right his right or left i think it's his right knee it's it? the right one it was the one right. in the yellow right you, you've said you've said ripcord knee now and all i can imagine in my head is <laughs> just, that he's got this little cord around his like and at one, at one point he's just gonna take it off <laughs> and just it's gonna tell you something out of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not even as high quality as that. Literally, he's gonna Beyblade his knee. Even better, even better, even better. It turns out after all this time that that Seth Rollins is the son of Wild Dog from Time Crisis. Except they set up an arm for Machine Gun. He takes off his leg and there's a saw. That's what oh. it's gonna be, and um, yeah, oh. I, I think. With oh that... God! If he if he turns into Durga, uh, 
from Anarchy Reigns, Jesus Christ. No. Speaking, speaking of video games to uh, a team that were repping video games at their match, the New Day the Bludgeon Brothers. And of course, they were all there dressed up as characters from Frogger. And it was very good of them to do so. And not a <laughs> splash of green on them either. No, are you sure, are you sure about that? I, I, I thought they were uh, quite uh, the triple threat. Uh, or, you know... Uh, the triple trouble of, uh, you know, this uh, match. Mm. It was uh, it, it was well chosen. Mm. <laughs> I think considering it was uh, well, it was a certain, nod. I was going to say, thankfully, a certain company wasn't uh, you know getting their lawyers ready and uh, oh no no, no 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 it was they, they sued them for all the remember all the, remember like, they they were like. Oh yeah, I I, I know that, how so. how buddy buddy that uh, especially uh, uh, Xavier Woods is with uh, a certain you know m uh, managerial <laughs> person from this house of a blue hedgehog. Uh, Are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I know they just work together. Red, you know, habanero peppers aside. Oh uh, yes, of course. Um, but uh, anyway, I've so completely lost track of what we're talking about. <laughs> We're we're talking about. Oh, well, the, don't worry, the rest of the audience doesn't know either. The, the, is it, we're talking we're talking about how the Bellas were there, and it was good to see Brie and Nikki can fuck right off. Was it? I I was done with seeing both of them when they left the last time. Uh, I, they 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 appeared because they're they're back. The diva. Um, we're done. We're we're done with that divas thing. Let's just slide them off and keep this about the women's stuff. Rather than people who want to make women. Okay. About okay. One thing from the women then, which was immediately before the Bellas, was actually a very, very nicely done WWE 2K advert for the Ronda Rousey DLC. Oh, that one. Which yeah. using the using Piper's jacket, and they they played the audio of, of Roddy sort of endorsing her and sort of giving her his yeah, blessings, that's used the Rowdy that name. And stuff. I know, yeah, but, that's been something that they've been uh, showcasing a couple of yeah. times, and that's it's a, that's really a nice. Re yeah, it's a really nice package. That that was really mm -hmm. in fact, in fact, in terms of in terms of like quality content per the time, it's probably one of the best things on the show. But yes, Brooklyn, don't you dare be sour. Clap for people who weren't going to win this match and um, feel that one of them's going to get injured. <laughs> during it well not not uh, any of the three men team uh, it's a singles push for Harper yes it is <laughs> it's an injury waiting in the wings for one of them it wasn't it Harper that got injured no it was Rowan no it was Rowan Rowan that got injured of course which means did. Harper gets to do his hold, holding fire while they don't know what to do with him for another year well uh, have you seen Raw yet nope Okay, um, then I won't speak about what is rumored to be happening now. Um, yeah, I know it's it's hard. Um, but yes, it was an okay match. Pretty hard to follow up uh, with the Intercontinental title, unfortunately, and ended yeah, the way it, was, it did. It, yeah, it was quite one-sided, obviously, uh, uh, for it, and it was kind of it. I mean, granted, the tag tag division in both <clears throat> sides has been negated into quite the um 
ditch essentially you know uh, in terms of like promotion and um, <coughs> overall kind of like uh, hype but uh, you know I mean fair fair dues to you know the New Day still going at it I mean this is what now them still being together for the last three four years now longer than that and they're still together you know they could, they'll they'll be together until I I think uh, they're one of the because normally that... normally if a faction would break up you know after I two think years. I I think it's because they're more in charge of their own brand and they've been allowed yeah. to run what run free with it uh, but I think it's the same sort of contract that Hardy's under where Hardy has creative control over his character and I think the New Day have creative control over their brand some of it certainly yeah Mm. Uh, i mean i mean the the creative direction of the storylines that's wwe but them i think them sticking together is a choice of by them the only yeah the only way the only reason they were split up would be that it would give kofi a world championship run or biggie or biggie but probably more kofi yeah, probably. Um, I, as I said, as I've said numerous times before, I think they could quite easily do a where one of them go for a championship push, and they don't need to break up the team. Wouldn't like, it be lovely? I mean, it would be because they could do it in a in a face or heel light, and workers just like commentators at the match cheer cheer men, and they just do it in the standard uh, new day new day fashion, mm. you know. It, it could work. It could work very easily, uh, but whether they pull the trigger on that, that's WWE's decision. And unfortunately, they're not willing to put any other tag teams in the spotlight right now, which is disappointing. Mm. Mm. So, in terms of New Day, um, we had in terms of our picks, we had Big E and we had Xavier Woods, and for some reason, everyone was question graves was like asking if xavier woods was in it because he's more expendable than kofi it was like have you not watched the previous you know i was gonna say pay-per-view yeah, slip from last year where the entire story say, has been he's actually in this massive hard ass yeah i was gonna say xavier woods has been quite the fighter and yeah whatnot. that's I, his I, that's his role i'm surprised people just you know forget that and whatnot but hey yeah. i mean bloody graves is awful all the way through the damn thing Corey graves has been on a downwards downward spiral with how he's yeah. been uh, acting recently and i think a large part of that is more in fact to how not so much how well he knows he is within the company um because obviously paul Way- paul Heyman has had a big big word with saying how good Corey graves was doing but also being on at minimum of two brands as well as doing hosting wwe network shows is obviously Mm. a lot of work to do there's a lot of strain and eventually this is how you burn out i mean it's why we got sick of michael cole because he was everywhere michael cole had had to be everywhere Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why and in the end frankly cole was a bit sort of ground down by having abuse in his ear for the best part of 20 years exactly so I mean, Graves is in that position right now, and uh, it's unfortunately it's just been declining. Yeah. Thankfully, though, we had we had Saxon, actually, who who reminded Saxton. us. Through the... Saxon was a highlight throughout the evening. Through... I, I hmm. yeah, I was not unhappy with Saxton at SummerSlam. 
Saxton used the power of continuity <laughs> to remind everybody that, hey, remember when it was the Usos versus versus New Day and then the Bludgeon Brothers came down and beat the crap out of all of them and left them laying and the one who was stretched off was Xavier Woods. It's personal for Xavier Woods. Yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, he wants in. But unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. But we had some great stuff. Yeah. We had some great but, stuff uh, in this. But for this match, it was, you know, not the New Day's Night uh, as the Bludgeon Brothers would retain their titles. But uh, as evident uh, by what. Qualificational we... means. Yeah. I ah, was like. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's dis I, I think it's it's annoying because of the injuries happen because it's obviously spoilers. It's led to attack. It's led to a title change on Raw, uh, SmackDown even. SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, but it was obviously going to lead into a Hell in a Cell no disqualification match, and they were going to hopefully pull something off. Maybe not as good as their match with the Usos last year, but it might have been amazing, mm. pretty decent. Mm. It would have been something. Yes. Um, it was alright in its own right just not yeah. fantastically brilliant but no. I mean we've got, we'll go from one point that's not fantastically brilliant to one thing that was just a fucking waste of time and that was mm. uh, Braun Strowman just making a jobber out of Kevin Owens I was disappointed with this oh this, I, match, I was... this match had so much potential to be better than yes. what it was it had, it was building up to this whole Me uh, whole mechanic of um, you know uh, Kevin Owens doing his bit to get under Br Strowman's skin by you know making the match if he can lose the briefcase if he got disqualified or counted out and whatnot this that and the next thing and then it just leads to Braun Strowman just fucking squashing Kevin in brutal fashion mind you as well and um, you know I was just I, I was expect you know I was expecting Braun to win. I can understand that. I can, I can, I can take the fact that he was going to win, fine. But a little more but in a better fashion than just Braun just steamrolling Kevin Owens, because you know, I mean, this is this is exactly uh, you know Kevin Owens versus Goldberg for the Universal Title. It was like boom, 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 done. It's like. You can't I, throw away a talent like that. I was really hoping they were going to pull a trigger on uh, Kevin Owens as, as the Universal Championship again. Um, following Raw, and we'll talk about it later when we get to the main event as well. Um, it's disappointing why they've done the storyline they've done, but I can completely understand why they've done it. And I can mm. obviously see the, the roadmap for up until... Uh, hell in a cell for what they're going to do which is disappointing that it's that telegraphed but what are you going to do eh? Yeah. yeah if you've not seen the match this is the entirety of the match Braun straight in with two avalanche splashes in the corner Owens bails but Braun mows him he doesn't mow him down he mows him up somehow <laughs> lifts him up into the air and so he lands like back first on the top of the guardrail um, Owens goes around to the other side of the ring by the uh, announce desks 
So Braun mows him down again with another shoulder charge. Again, turns Owens inside out. Goes around to the other side of the ring. Owens manages to get his one offensive move in from the entire match, which is a super kick, which does nothing. Which just irks Strowman. So he choke slams him without much protection. <laughs> choke slams him on the metal bit at the end of the ramp. Uh, rolled in, running power slam, free count. Thanks for coming. It was nice of you to have that, you know, custom get up on your gear there, Kevin. That's um, yeah, yeah. I, I know. He had that great gear. On yeah, that was a really slam. nice gear. Guess what? Not going to be able to use it anymore. <laughs> oh. No, he'll, he'll use it again for the next money in the bank. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. If he does, I if he's that. Anyway, anyway. And, that, and that and that was that. That was that. Braun, get these hands. Braun. Yeah. Braun. Braun. Um, Braun, sleep now. Yeah, there's not really a lot to say about this match. It was over in a flash. Hopefully it means better things for Kevin Owens in the future. Um, maybe, I don't know where what direction they'll push him in. He might have a couple of weeks off because there's, there's not going to be anything he's going to be doing with Braun. Uh, no if you watch the rest of SummerSlam which we'll get to later uh, if you've watched Raw you'll know what we're talking about he won't be doing anything with the Intercontinental title because Rollins and Ziggles are going to be fucking fighting over that for the rest of eternity mm -hmm. um, they're not going to put him in a tag match at the moment I believe so there's like nothing that he's going to do but like, the, not not without Zane because Zane was the perfect kind of, exactly. like, partner there, there is go. there is nothing I can foresee that Kevin Owens is going to do legitimately on Raw at this point for the near future at least until uh, the Intercontinental Belt rivalry frees up I can't see anything else happening at he the might appear on NXT again he was there at TakeOver <laughs> He was in the crowd and just I enjoying himself. At, I think he turns up at every takeover, to be fair. Yeah, because he I've, likes. Yes. He, he's good friends with the, you know, a lot of the people there. So. Exactly. Uh, there yeah. And to be honest, he's a pretty good someone you'd probably want around the uh, performance center if he's not too busy. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. tell, tell people about how to make the leap. Indeed. Um, we'll move on to the <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, which I think is a pretty ah, match. Oh. Um, Carmella versus uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Kevin, you look like you've got oh. words to say. Take it's it away. It's a Charlotte Flair match. My favourite. Um, so... Uh, Again, this is one of those fantastic, fantastic things where WWE completely fails to read the room. Mm. Um, <laughs> like it's big time. It's busy. Yes, it's, this is going to be finally Becky's time. It's like okay, then you know, or or it's not going to be Becky's time. It's going to be Charlotte's time, and there's going to you know because she's never had her time before. Um, it's going to be Charlotte's time and nefarious means and they're going to pull the trigger on Charlotte being a heel because she's far better as a heel and nobody really wants to cheer her <laughs> and they're much happier being booing her so naturally enough it's a case of, I mean, I'm not even mentioning Carmella because no one cares but 
there was some there was some good ideas in this match I, th I think the biggest problem with this match in its conception is that it's there to tell a story specifically and unfortunately the story doesn't uh, contain Carmella except for the fact that the belt needs to move hands because we're looking at building the roster and the card for evolution and billing Basically. billing the card for evolution with Carmella as the champion doesn't work no it just doesn't uh, no uh, it was it was the same when uh, you know uh, our survivor series champion versus champion match was Brock Lesnar versus Jinder fucking Mahal at one point so they had to switch the title yeah. to styles Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal what's Jinder Mahal doing in there with that awful part-timer um, um but the the other problem with this match is that the the wrestling in the ring was completely different whenever you saw Charlotte and Becky go at it compared to anyone with Carmella. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Also, it was bad. Um, it, also, was, it, it, it was. was it really was bad at points. It, it wasn't that great. I'll, I'll definitely agree. Oh. Like, uh, and I can now understand why you disdain, um, you know, uh, Charlotte so many times now Kev it's... because yeah if, she's if just... you look at it and you go and you, you take away the Ooh! if you actually yeah, look at it you go yeah I, if you take away her moon spot uh, yeah. or moon spot moon salt spot it's like what, yeah which nearly which she nearly fucked up completely she yeah, well, you mean like nine. every yeah, single this corkscrew to it? Yeah, she's it's got like, like a twisting, got a twisting ridiculous. corkscrew moonsault. Which yeah, haven't it, they given it a fucking name now of a phoenix something or other? What, phoenix salt. Let's call it a phoenix splash as well. I don't care anymore. Everything's a fucking phoenix splash at the moment from the top row. If it's not a Spanish, if it's not a Spanish fly, it's a phoenix splash. So yeah. we'll just call it that. You, you mean like how every fucking clothesline out of the corner seems to be an Uranagi these days? Uh, everything's an Uranagi. Yeah. Uh, we went for a period everything. of all. We went for a period with like a lot of clotheslines becoming lariats again. Now we've moved away yep. from that. And now Uranagis are back in fashion. Uranagis are back in fashion. Everybody's doing super kicks still. Super kicks everywhere. Uh, but anyway, so the, the, the idea was there. The idea was there for this be a good match of Carmella, um, you know, just being this wedge that drives the two apart. Yeah. And the little sort of like slap to the back of the head, then sort of like, like threw herself under the bottom rope. To make it look like Charlotte had actually slapped, um, slapped Becky in the back of the head. That was a good idea, and you know that was they played off of it on stuff. There was a sequence where Charlotte and uh, one of Charlotte and Becky's first things was a sequence where sort of Becky like bridged up, sort of like uh, matrixed out out of the pinfall. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte went down for that pinfall like so slowly and was barely like it was like she tried to do a press up over Becky as opposed to pinfalling her so unsurprised there was plenty of room for her to do that I mean here's the thing I would I mean the, the end of this fucking match should have gone the other way to be, yes. you know we all know that but <clears throat> I wouldn't be 
against the idea of heel Charlotte Flair doing the whole fucking Scott Steiner shtick of doing the fucking press ups in the ring and everything yeah, else. Yeah, why not? That, fucking shit that, would be that funny. works with her character because yeah. she's genetically superior. So that would work well for that. Her character is arrogance. It, it's arrogance mm. and superiority, which is not a fucking face trait. Nope. Yeah, it is. It's like the only the only reason why we like like Flair, as in Ric Flair, now is that he's a retired veteran. We commend him for all that he's done and whatnot. It's not because we liked him as that you know character mm. that he portrayed for the majority of his goddamn career. No, it's like we just respect the we, we respect the name of Flair, but. Yeah. We can't have Charlotte Flair have the same kind of like, you know, characteristics as her father. And we'll just give face. her the same everything else. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, there was there was kicks missed by Charlotte and Becky, and Charlotte continues to use that really shit spear. Please stop. Looks awful. Um, I'm surprised Edge hasn't complained about it anymore. Carmella tried to kill herself by doing a suicide dive through the second and third rope as opposed to the first she like, did a low dive a low suicide dive nearly face planted the floor um, Charlotte did her tw- no, no, yeah, corkscrew moonsault off the top hit fucking nothing Landed on her feet. Land, uh, she always lands on the feet, which is, you know, good, because she's got that background that she can do that. And it's like, it's like, oh, you wouldn't be able to do that. Of course I fucking couldn't. But the point is, if I did it, at least I might hit somebody with it. <laughs> you know, it or just, so just, just landed. Catch me. She landed between them, and there's like a flailing arm caught one of them. <laughs> that was it. It was, it was really bad. Um... You know, the, the ending was nice. I quite liked with the ending sequence where it was just like, oh, Becky's going to get Becky's get, and then out of nowhere, natural selection, and then free count. Um, yeah. Booze, which were, which were there, and then the music, yeah. faded, the music faded out, and you could hear them a lot more. Um, big old Becky charm. They, they hug, uh, booze, they hug again, booze. I'm... I'm not unhappy with heel Becky. I think heel Becky could oh, work God. very it well. It just, it just, it just ruins the whole workup of what you know. Like um, if, if they were gonna, I, I, no, I'm not even against Charlotte having the belt, but Charlotte should have done the heel turn because she shit as a face. Yeah, She's and plus, fucking garbage. Basically, we're in agreement that. Becky did the right thing because you know. Well, it's like Brooklyn was in agreement, certainly. Yeah. But yeah, another hug. Becky then proceeds to slap the piss out of Charlotte. The roof comes off the place. Mm-hmm. And starts beating the shit out of her. There are chants for Becky. There's massive applause. It's because because that's exactly what you want on your heel. When yeah. You beat- Shit out of someone is for everybody to cheer like fuck. It was the same. It was the same thing that we had when Bailey finally snapped on Sasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. 
actually yeah, like we know who the, we know yeah yes there's a there's a case of somebody going no screw you even as a face and actually just snapping and just you know, giving a good scene to which is much deserved um but yeah she sent charlotte sends charlotte into the barrier sends charlotte over the german announce table which is now even more dangerous than the spanish announce table it feels like as the entirety of the Brooklyn arena starts chanting, you deserve it, after, yep. as Becky walks up the ramp, Becky looks behind. And that's it. As, as Tom desperately tries to... Tom first desperately tries to salvage the situation about how... about but Charlotte won her right good and proper. No, Tom, we don't fucking care. We're just happy that Becky actually decided to do something. And her promo since then, the, the stuff like on Twitter, has been great. With her saying about how, you know, why didn't she get the opportunities? Was it because she wasn't blonde enough? Was it because she didn't have enough enhancement surgery? Wow. And stuff like that. It's really... <laughs> some really, really hitting fun, the ball there. Straight fire indeed. But yeah, everyone as they fade away to you deserve it, and Tom doing his best. Oh, this is very serious voice. <laughs> Don't care, Tom. Sorry, Becky yeah. was perfectly right to beat the crap out of her. Yep. Any last words, Mister John? Fuck Charlotte. <laughs> Most people. I've converted them all. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you you have won me over, Kevin. Excellent, I excellent. Yeah, I, I just think uh, yeah, it was just uh, terrible how you know Becky Lynch has to be portrayed as the heel now. It's like, mm. uh, doesn't we, matter. She's just gotta get cheered for that for the weeks absolutely. going forward. She she's going yeah. to be the female Kevin Owens for the for yeah. the next indefinite. Um, and we're going to move on to the last match for this part of our SummerSlam chat, which is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Now, I've never watched any TNA match with these guys. I've heard a lot of hype that this match is going to be fantastic. And with the exception of the finish, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Good. I'll tell you what, if you ever, if you haven't, hunt down the triple threats between the two of them and Christopher Daniels. It is just amazing, those two. Yeah. But Samoa Joe on the mic. Best promo in the business right now. In Yeah, in, certainly in WWE. Um, ever, ever since, ever since he did that one with uh, Paul Heyman and it was off the mic and it was all you know I'm going to tell you what's going to happen now I'm going to hurt you so, I'm yeah. yeah and this is a message for you yeah, that one, ever yeah. since that one which was, it was off mic and it was so powerful but yeah oh god he was in full asshole mode for this one and it was wonderful he's one of these guys that will always be forever heel you'll never see him as a face for you not anymore no not anymore no I mean, he was—he had his brief face run uh, in NXT, but since the call-up uh, or since his uh, uh, championship win in NXT, he's just been a full-blooded heel onward. So, uh, mm. yeah, and, I, I and rightful, rightfully so. 
I can't imagine any situation where he would be able to effectively pull off a face. He'd be a New Day level of face where he'd be, yeah, I'm the good face, but I'll still do what it takes to win. He was, um, for the most part, he was more sort of you know the, the fighting Samoa in TNA. He was more like the fighting Samoan, but not, but you know the and the fighting champion. Yeah. Um, but even then, you know, fifty percent of the time he was he was very much a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, there, but yeah, it was great stuff. It was nice to see AJ Styles coming out as nineteen ninety four Undertaker. That was very nice of him to do so. Um, but Joe, we, everything starts with. Samoa Joe interrupting the ring announcements to do a special ring introduction for AJ's wife Wendy and their daughter Annie in the audience. That poor child. That, that poor, poor traumatised child. That poor child at the end of this fucking match is fucking just, just, it's so disheartening to see. She's four years old, absolutely adorable, had a little Phenomenal One t-shirt on, bless her. It was, it was just the thing at the end of the match where she goes, Daddy, you're bleeding. And AJ picks her up and she's like, No! Because uh... like, it's like, Dad, you're bleeding. It's like, my heart at that moment was just like absolutely breaking because AJ was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And then you're right, he goes, goes, for the, goes for the hug, takes her off Wendy, but no, I want mum. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, Oh, AJ. thing. <laughs> Most perfect line. Delivered by this child. Mm-hmm. Oh. But uh, yeah, some great work in this match. Oh yeah, I they, they they were on top form uh, for the vast majority of the match. Like you know, like they, you can't. They were not doing anything wrong, really. No. In all honesty, we had a very very loud TNA chant. Wow, um, in 2018. Holy yeah, shit. 2018, a, we had an ECW respect level of, in terms of volume TNA chant at the beginning when they were circling. I missed that. It was, it was right at the beginning. It was like, TNA, TNA. Um, they set it up good from the get-go because Mike Yoda was having an absolute hell of a time trying to control them both, uh, mm-hmm. which was which was good. Um and yeah it was just, and moved on from there there was, yeah. was some beautiful stuff beautiful stuff aj stole did a yeah. beautiful drop kick at one point bob holly would have been proud of it mm-hmm. right on the nose i will i will say this though the the stars clash with uh, joe was a bit mm, you know it was a bit it was ooh, a bit it, it was a bit, ooh, uh yeah but it, it kind of worked out well because you know we no we didn't get the move off entirely. No, right. so that that worked out quite well. Like he only got he only got like one leg over his arm and then just like right okay I have to drop him or else I'm gonna drop him in his head. Um, but no, it's like uh, it, it goes to show you how much the two kind of like work well with each other. You know, yeah, because over the they're, years, yeah they're done. Yeah, they've done because they've done so much. The, the 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 thing that you can tell is when AJ does his somersault reverse DDT. Yes, because if somebody AJ doesn't work with that often, it's like there's this like big pause when AJ lands, and then it's that. That was just like boom, smooth move. Sure, sure. It's smooth smooth sequence from the somersault somersault into the reverse D 
DDT. So that I mean that was really nice. Um, also, Samoa Joe with the best damn power slam I have ever seen. Oh yeah, t definitely. Hi, right, Randy Orton. If you thought yours was quick and snappy, it's yeah, like fuck off, fuck off. It's like it's like Samoa Joe's got your beat, and he's twice the size of you. And AJ looked like he was dead mm. on that. Seriously, wow! <laughs> you can't do things like he's uh, granted. Samoa Joe was a, a little bit, you know, he's been underutilized in you know several months and whatnot, and he was out. He was out with injury and whatnot. It's it's good that we finally have him in a. But, you know, in a prominent role to showcase his ability, and his ability is top form. Mm. And of course, just combine that with his promo abilities, whatnot. <sighs> Dude's gonna be the best heel of this company because mm. he'll 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 never come across like what they've done with Kevin Owens as the cowardly heel. No. It doesn't, no, it doesn't. No, he, he's going to be the one who's going to attack you from behind. Who's going to get personal, mm. going to get in your face, and will be a credible physical threat. Yeah, and, and he's, he's going like, to be there. All the time. He, he knows how to work the psychology as well. Mm. Uh, Joe, Joe really has that nice psychological edge to his yeah. character. Uh, anything on the match? Anything else you want to talk about on the match? Um, no, I think. Yeah, well, I've covered everything. I yeah, actually, um, it was because they set up right at the beginning with AJ going for the kicks of the calf as like a long-term plan to sort of weaken Joe's leg for the calf crusher, which they went into. Joe then grabbed AJ Styles' head and started to smush his brains out on the on the mat. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess he. Uh, I guess he had a talk with Bron. Uh, yeah, about uh, Brock Lesnar. About Brock, uh, about how to do with it. It looks somehow worse with, with, with him doing it. Um, but they moved. For, they they moved out of that, and it moved into the Kikina clutch. And there was a there was a nice little. I, I love little details. AJ managed to slip the arm midway midway through because the Kikina was locked in. AJ slipped the arm. Then um, Joe like adjusted. He like changed his position and like moved some stuff around, moved his arm back around. So he was like he was just trapping the arm in a different way, uh, and was trying to try and lean him away because AJ was leaning for the ropes with his yeah. foot, which was a lovely little uh, element. Also, um, once they'd gone through like all the moves, basically, and there was nothing, there was there was there's nothing left, nothing left. Joe teasing the muscle buster. Yeah, Which... I, I, they won't. They won't ever let him pull the trigger on that, will they? Uh... No, I th I think they will. If it's AJ Styles and uh, Samoa Joe, yeah. I know AJ Styles will be fighting for the fact that they he wants to let him do it to him one time. I like the idea that it's treated like pile driver in terms of this is just death. Mm. After T after TJ, this is just death. Um, but 
actually it went from there into something nice because whilst AJ was on top he could fight out of the muscle buster but uh, Joe responded by kicking his head off and then he went straight and to the floor and I was going to say like, I was going to say the term dropped like a sack of potatoes is not good enough for that uh, that ball. hurt that hurt and it all, it all ended up all ended up with AJ finally losing his shit because Joe got on the table and then got on the told mic. Wendy I'll be on you daddy Mm. and everyone was like oh Oh. and it was like okay AJ's gonna fucking kill him and he had a good go (laughs) but yeah uh, Brooklyn was on point with some of its chance I'll give Brooklyn that we had we had the you deserve it for Charlotte and we had the who's your daddy chant after Samoa Joe was getting the shit but but yeah it was we have a situation and but and, and the end I like how it I like how it ended because it, it was a disqualification it was such a good disqualification because AJ's won but he sort of lost AJ didn't win he, he lost but he lost in a couple of other ways as well mm. Joe got still got to look like a monster he marched up the ramp steaming you know he was furious this this isn't over type thing and yeah but there was so much good stuff in that match for a dis- to have a disqualification in this era and to have it be you know that satisfying yes is quite something but yeah it also it also sits in the path that until wwe 2k19 comes out aj will still keep that belt this is true Mm-hmm. Who's gonna? Okay, quick. Okay, it's quick. This is the last match anyway. From for this part. Okay, who takes the belt from AJ? I, I mean, if you look at the SmackDown roster at the moment, I think Samoa Joe is legitimately the only person who can keep it. When is here, here's the other question? Here's the next question. When is two K nineteen out? Uh, October something. It's probably October seventeenth or twenty sixth. Okay, so like the the pay per view at that time is Evolution, which means I have a feeling that the pay per view after that will be the one that uh, AJ will drop it mm. to Samoa Joe, and then we'll see them feud for a few pay per views. That storyline may continue all the way through till WrestleMania, I think, because I don't think there is there anybody else on SmackDown at this point. Who could legitimately feud properly with AJ other than Samojo? And I, I think, think I think they, I think they could carry a nine-month feud very well. I think they could indeed, but I also think that at some point Brian and the Miz get involved in it, and then it sort of yeah. it, conver- it converges. The belt goes maybe to Miz, and then it diverges again, and it goes back to the two separate feuds. Right, WWE is going to be too frightened to put the belt on Brian, which is why they you give it to Miz. The, yeah, fuck, give me a fucking Miz championship run. <laughs> give it to me. Well, the thing, Miz has it. to win. Miz has to win that feud. Realistically, from a business point of view, Miz really does have to win that feud. But they also need the belt because it would be the it's the ultimate comeback story for Brian for, for a mania. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, give it so they converge. You also then get Brian and AJ being able to. I think those go four. Could, I think those four could carry a fucking championship rodeo for nine months. I think you're spot mm. on about that. I think yeah. that I think they'll give it to Samoa Joe. I think they'll do it. Mm. I think they'll do. I think between now and Mania, we'll see it, and we will. I think you're spot on and we will see Brian and I think we'll see Brian and the Miz for the belt at Mania I so think that will culminate that feud that would make that would make the most sense because it's this it's them Brian chasing but then you've got also the lovely mix no, of I think I think what will happen is Samoa Joe will win it at the pay-per-view following evolution I think uh, which I think will be Survivor Series. No, Survivor Series will be November. Um, no. whatever, whichever one it is in December, the pay per view that will happen at the beginning of December. Mm. Um, Joe, Joe will win it. Uh, there will be some. So at the Royal Rumble, we'll see uh, AJ in his rematch clause, and we'll see Brian get entered in for that because they won't put Brian in the Rumble to get jobbed out again. They'll, they'll just have a fucking shit fit on their. We've ends. got to have. Um, elimination chamber at some point, I think, don't we? After that's that's no way out now. Elimination chamber <clears> is in between Mania and uh, uh, the Rumble now. Um, I think the Miz will win uh, the Rumble. Why? I have. I don't see why not. I think the Miz will win the Rumble. <coughs> and I think Daniel Bryan will win at Elimination Chamber, the, and the... I think. I think that will then go into that feud at Mania, and it'll be those two. So you're you're saying Brian will be champion going into Mania? I think they'll they'll put Brian. I put. I think they'll put the belt on Brian to have him drop it to the Miz at Mania. Because be I think awesome. that I think that they could do a month with Brian with the belt, but no wrestling. Mm. But in in the but it's like over so over that nine months, okay. If we if we move, we continue our right. fantasy booking so and move we, them together. Right, okay, we are gonna have AJ Styles and Samoa Joe Hill in the cell. That thing boom. is gonna happen. Yeah, Be that, thing, boom. that thing is Be a beautiful happen. piece of work. They're probably looking at. Yep. Yeah. So actually, uh, actually I've just given myself a bit of a shiver up the back. Actually, the idea of Samoa Joe in a hell in a cell, Jesus survivor, Christ! I want to be in the city. <laughs> survivor Series is going to be Team Styles versus Team Reigns. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what that's what that's going to be because they're building Survivor Series, sure. the big Raw versus SmackDown thing. Then we'll uh, we've got the um, Australian thing after Hell in a Cell, which. Oh, no, yeah. They won't. They won't do any title changes in Australia. They'll do. They'll probably do an intercontinental one. They'll do a title change, but not a big one. See Saudi Arabia for details, everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll have Evolution, which is the women only, so nothing there. Then we'll have whatever the December pay per view is going to be. The December which... to remember. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, and that will be. I think that'll be where Styles loses the belt to Joe there in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll see the rematch. It'll either be a one-on-one rematch or it'll be some dodgy fucking... It'll be some dodgy rules things or there'll be a triple threat thing. It'll be either Miz or Brian in a triple threat with Joe and Styles at the Rumble. 
the other one of uh, Brian and the Miz is in the Rumble and wins it. Mm. Okay. Now, the reason we have either Brian or Miz in that championship spot is because it flows into the Elimination Chamber because uh, you'll probably see Joe retain at the Rumble in the Triple Threat by the means to no disqualification rules and he'll just destroy everybody. Um, and then we'll see it at the Chamber. Whoever's in there out of Brian or Miz will win that and that'll go into that feud with them at mania to finish that feud mm. and then we'll see a blood match between joe and um styles because joe will have reclaimed joe will call his uh and this is why it makes sense for miz to win at elimination chamber because joe will claim his uh rematch clause the next night or smackdown thinking oh, i'm not dealing with this i'm just going to smash him into the ground one-on-one -on -one. and then the miz will be dirty with maurice or whatever and he'll pull out the win and just means that or like uh, Styles will interfere to cause to cause Joe the match. That then leads into that blood feud at Mania, mm. and then we have Brian and the Miz because the other ones won the Rumble, and they'll go into Mania for that as well. Mm. If you, if you look at that foursome, it's great just for all the matches you can yeah. have because you've because you've got you've got two faces, two heels. The two faces are very high performance athletes, very competitive. You could see them having a thing in, against each other. You have a intense, physically dominant, dangerous heel who will get right in your face and is very good in promo. You also have a conniving, cowardly heel who is also very good in promo. All these guys can cut promos, and all these girls could have beef against each other. You can see, you could have the two faces against each other. You could have the two heels against each other because they are those, the different mentalities, and they all can mix really nicely. Well, I'm pretty certain we haven't we already had like somewhere like a, a Miz AJ battle that was actually really good. There's uh, there's scope yeah. there. There's scope uh, there for all of them. Please give us that. Yeah. Be quite happy but with this. I think with that foursome we could see a resurgence of them all fighting for the belt similar to what we had with Rock, Triple H, Austin, Taker. Like they are four people of that caliber on the mic mm. and in the ring. Mm. That's how good I think those four could be and those four fighting over a belt for SmackDown for the next nine months would be fucking amazing. And then you then you add into the fact that you'll have Becky demolishing the shit out of Charlotte Flair. That's going to be quality to watch. SmackDown's probably going to be the show to watch for a while. It really is. Well, it will be when well, all the money starts flowing, yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, let's just hope that the stars do align and this actually comes into fruition because frankly we all know it's too good to be true <laughs> well we think better than wwe creative half the time all fantasy bookers think better than wwe yeah. creative because they think of the best things that will work and the best things that will draw money. We all know AJ versus Joe is a money match. We all know Miz and Brian is a money match. We all know sticking all those four in the ring and all competing for the title is money. It's just making sure they do it properly. Now, all four of those people will go, what am I doing? And then they'll turn around and go, cool, we'll take this idea 
and then we'll do this with it you know because all four of those people i think maybe joe less so will have vince mcmahon's ear and vince will listen to the change they want to do now vince is less there on the wwe side because he's doing more of the xfl stuff and triple h is there and triple h is more likely to bend an ear as long as long as triple h thinks that it will work and they can pull it off and i think triple h is more likely to listen to joe rather than vince's they could pull off what they want to do and do it well because i have a feeling the finish for that match with the chair was more their thinking rather than a creative idea mm-hmm. mm. all right there we go. well anyway. we'll just have to wait and see <clears throat> We'll wait and see. We've done well in calling some stuff previously. So... (laughs) So we will see. But that is, I'm going to say, the end of part one. So my thanks to all of you for joining us. Uh, please do, if you're watching this on the YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe. Do all this. We, I know everyone says that, but it does help us. Uh, also, if you're already a subscriber, I know there's loads of you. Please do click that notification bell. Because Join the notification squad. Join the notification squad. I want to see all the hashtag notification yes. squad in the comments below. Ding, ding. Join the ability to actually know when your subscribe channel has actually put something out because YouTube are awful um, but please do that if you're watching this if you're, sorry, if you're listening to this on the mp3 slash iTunes version thank you very much indeed uh, but for now that's the end of part one we're back in part two whenever that shall be and from Mr. Pete Titans Green Nevercut from Mr. John Turbo Finley and from myself, Kevin Ewa, we will say goodbye for now, and we'll see you very soon. Peace Bye. Up. Bye. <laughs>